Surprise! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Time for Us with me, Danny Wallace, your recently bald host. Which brings me on to the purpose of this podcast episode. Today, we are going to discuss the intentions, the decision making process, and the process itself of shaving my cop, having made the decision to and fucking executed on shaving my head. Can you believe it? I made it happen. There was a time where I thought I was just saying it and that I was not going to be able to follow through because I thought this is just way too scary, but I did it. I did it. I fucking shaved my own head. Mm, Huge brownie points to myself. In fact, I don't know. I reached a new level of self-respect. Because I went from being someone who was speaking in hypotheticals to someone who took the reins and did something pretty scary, actually. Someone who took the risks and who, if I don't say so myself, has been very greatly rewarded for that decision. Let's get into it, shall we? I've had so many people ask me why I've done this. So I thought, you know, I was planning on living in the hair a bit more before I made a podcast about it. But I've had so many people ask me when they see me, why did you do it? So I thought, you know what, it's probably just best for me to record an episode on it for once and for all. Because it is quite a lengthy story as to why I did it. It was a very measured decision. I didn't take it lightly. And there are many deep reasons as to why I decided to shave my head. So it's not really a question you can answer in passing in casual conversation. I mean, you can, but you know... It's very, very layered and quite deep and quite meaningful for me. So here we are. Let's just let's just get into it. Let's discuss why I decided to shave my head. So I've been toying with this idea of shaving my head for years. I've always wanted to do it since I was about 18 years old, maybe even younger. I don't know. I don't know what, what possessed me to have this drive or desire to shave my head but it has always been there I have always wanted to do it and within recent years it became more than just a thought in the back of my mind and something that was more of like a shouting voice in the front of my mind I felt very convicted to do it and very drawn towards shaving my head I think some of the reasons around that which we'll get more into greater detail um, later on in the podcast but was just around the shedding of the identity that comes with having long hair or having supposedly feminine hair or a feminine look about you. I feel like it's something that's so fucking badass. I think that's also why it's always been something that like, I was like, I just really want to do this. There's probably an element of satisfaction that I think I would get from the shock factor of having shaved my head. I can't deny that that's definitely an aspect of it as well. But yes, I've been thinking about this for a very, very long time. And I think then I started saying it out loud. You know, I started saying out loud that I want to shave my head. And at the time that I was saying these things out loud, I was signed with uh, a modeling agency. And it's not something you can just do on, on a whim. You have to get basically approval from your agency to change your look, especially to that drastic degree. I mean, it's a whole different look. Obviously, you can't just go shave your head and then rock up to work the next day as a model and say, surprise, I shaved my head. So I got into the conversation with my booker and friend um, 
well, Booker at the time, still my friend, around me wanting to shave my head. And he was like, this is Marcel. He was like, initially his response was, fuck no. He was like, get off the ledge, Brittany. Come back. Come back to me, Brit. And I was a little bit disappointed, but understandably so, I guess. At the time, I was working really well in quite a commercial space. So changing my look this drastically might not have been something that was a part of the bigger picture for me as a model at the time and in terms of the money that I was bringing in. So I didn't end up doing it at the time that I initially wanted to, but I had planted the seed. And you know, that's what, what do we love about seeds is that they germinate. I gave it some time and after planting the seed with Marcel, he eventually did come around and he was like, you know what, we've thought about it and we actually completely back you and we encourage you to shave your head. So then it came from this hypothetical idea to something that I could actually execute. And I picked up the conversation with Aaron. I was like, babe, I want to shave my head. You know, let me put it this way. Aaron's reluctance around me shaving my head, I think came from a very good place, a very good hearted place. In that his greatest concern was that I was doing something to be destructive and doing something from a place of chaos rather than reason and intention. And I think he was he was quite concerned that I would shave my head and then go into a complete mental breakdown about the fact that I just shaved my head and that he was going, going to have to pick up the pieces or, you know, hold my hand or molly coddle me through the whole experience. So I understand his initial reluctance. Well, actually, not even initial. He was always reluctant up until the moment that I did it. So... We had a fight literally the night before I did it. So I can't say that he ever really changed his mind on the fact only once I had done it was he like, okay, it's not that bad and you haven't had a complete mental breakdown. So I support you. But I brought it to the table in our relationship with Aaron and I said, I want to do this thing. He said, give it some time, my girl. He said, I don't know if you should do it now. I encourage you to do it at a time when your life is more stable, when you feel more financially stable when things are more grounded because this is going to be quite a derailing experience and it makes me nervous the idea of you being already in quite a tumultuous space and then adding on to that the addition of changing your entire look by shaving your hair so I was like cool 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 I hear you I agree with you and I didn't do it I put it off and then you know what like enough time had passed I'd spoken about it enough enough of my friends knew about it and then I ended up resigning from my modeling agency and I was like you know what, I'm not getting any younger. This is something that you have to do. You can probably do it when you're older as well, but how I imagined my life having a shaved head, I said to myself, I can't keep delaying this. Like, I want to do it now while I have my youth and vitality and while it's still summer and I'm tired of saying and threatening to do it. Like, I just want to do it. So then I made the decision that I was going to do it. I was like, it's officially going to happen. No one can stop me. We're done. We're going down the road. We're doing it. And yeah, and then I think there was like, I had a friend's bachelorette. I had Origin Festival. So I was quite conscious of doing it at a time, of doing it at a time when I wasn't going to be on a huge come down or when I wasn't going to feel emotionally unstable after having partied really hard. So... That basically crossed out the, the entirety of January and then the first week of February. So yeah, then I did it like a week ago. I've had my hair shaved for about a week. No, not even a week. 
it's Thursday today. I did it last week, Saturday. So five days, five days, yeah, wild. I've always had the idea of wanting to do this and the decision that I made now to do it in this moment in time feels like it's one that was made from a very empowered place. I did heed all of Aaron's warnings around doing it from a chaotic headspace, which is why I delayed doing it for so long. But I've definitely mulled it over. I had digested it. I had prepared myself for the fact that if it was a complete fuck up, I would have to deal with it like an adult. I was prepared for the fact that I was going to have to just take it on the chin if I didn't like it. And I, in all honesty, couldn't really rely too much on anyone else to pick up the pieces if I was unhappy with my decision. So I really had bolstered myself up to a point where I felt quite confident to do it. I'll get into the reasons as to why I did it. Why did I shave my head? Well, to be frank, which I always will, to be frank. I will be frank always. I am quite a superficial person. I can own that in that I don't know if I hold other people to really high superficial standards. I wouldn't say that I would judge someone and be like, oh my word, they're not wearing a certain name brand or anything to that kind of degree. But I'm super superficial in the way that I choose to carry myself in the world. And what I mean by that is that how I look is really important to me. Having a good body, being in good shape is important to me. Having good teeth is important to me. Having clear skin is important to me. So the way that I present myself in the world as being beautiful is something that I hold in high regard. Part of my decision to shave my head was to challenge that mindset because a part of me was raised to believe that being beautiful is really important. And I think that there was a part of me that was raised and taught that, that you can get a man to look after you, that you should be doted on by men. I think I attached a lot of maybe like self-worth on how validated I felt in terms of being beautiful, how validated I felt by men to be beautiful. So, I mean, there's so many layers to that. I feel like it, it took me a while to like really grow into myself. I've def definitely blossomed into my beauty. Yeah, I used to place such high, high regard and like compare myself to so many other people and really being beautiful, being attractive was so, so, so important to me growing up. And I really wanted to challenge that perception of self and the way that I saw myself navigating the world. So that's a big reason for why I shaved my head because... I was like, being beautiful is so important to you. How are you going to approach the world if you take something away that potentially brings how beautiful you are into question? You know, it threatens this identity or this perfect facade you've created around beauty by taking something away that is so clearly a pillar of feminine beauty. So yeah, that was part of the reason why. I was like, I'm actually just going to challenge myself to see how do you cope? How are you going to fare, my dear lady, in the world when something that you use as a safety blanket is being taken away from you? Can you manage? How am I going to feel walking into a room if I don't get the traditional attention that I would usually get? How am I going to feel if I don't turn heads or if I don't get hit on by the barista at the coffee shop? All these things that I was like, would even I would even argue to say that I found like a little bit irritating. I'd be like, oh God, like... 
but I kind of loved it at the same time, you know, I'm like, oh my god, uh, some this guy fucking flirted with me, all this guy's hitting on me, meanwhile, I actually love it at the same time, so it's kind of like, do you really hate it, and how much of your identity is steeped in being aesthetically pleasing to other people, and what value do you place on yourself if you aren't as aesthetically pleasing to the world, or even to yourself maybe, so it was a challenge to myself that I decided to undertake, and I'm so happy that I've that I did it. The irony that though I will say the irony of doing of that being one of the intentions is that I've gotten so much positive feedback from fucking shaving my head. I've gotten so much attention from shaving my head that it's like it kind of doesn't really make sense in terms of what I was setting out to achieve, and then the response that I've gotten has been like, oh my god, you look so fucking hot damn it girl like hot flames 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 badass bitch you look incredible no one else can pull this off like you can like all this stuff and it's just been a barrage of compliments and validation again so it's an interesting one but you know you never know until you know and my intentions were pure and my intentions were always there unfortunately I can't control how the world responds to whatever I put out there you know I can just put it out there so We'll see. I'm sure that there will be moments in time and in the future where I am challenged in the way that I've sought out to be challenged, especially because I've set it as an intention. Definitely will, those moments will come up because I'm uh, almost attracting them to me. So yeah, that's one of the intentions. Another one, which is, I would actually say maybe even more of a deeply personal one, is it's it's around race. And I'm not going to be the person to say that I've experienced racism because I think that's a slap in the face to any person of color who lives through racism every single day. So I'm not out here being like, racism, I've been, I've been experienced racism. But what I will say is that I've experienced a lot of racial prejudice in my lifetime. A lot around being colored or being told that I'm colored or being kind of like judged for being colored, treated differently for being colored. Uh, like, guys in school wouldn't would either they'd be like into me but they wouldn't hook up with me because they'd be like well are you white because I was always racially ambiguous and I was raised with the idea that I'm Caucasian not that you know what I mean like I'm not I wasn't raised I don't have a colored family so I was raised with the identity that I'm Caucasian but then I would always have people around me who were white who looked white you know, I don't look like, I'm not, I don't have white skin or blue eyes or blonde straight hair. So people who looked a lot more Caucasian than me would often challenge my racial identity and actually more than challenge it, fucking tell me. They would tell me, they would tell me who I am and what I am. That's my worst question. What are you? So there's a lot of identity that is attached to your hair and especially around race, as we all fucking know. So much identity attached around hair and race. And when I was in school, I did experience some like really spicy encounters with people. I even experienced this one guy in school. I wish I could name drop. His name's Timothy. Fuck it. I won't, I won't say the surname. Fuck it, man. But it was so wrong, shame. So maybe you didn't know what you were doing. But it's like really stuck with me. It's incredible here. I was in class the one day and he came up to me and I had like obviously long hair and a kind of side fringe. He came up to me in class and he just picked up my fringe and he held it up in the air and he was like, oh, like, um, if I hold your hair like this, will it stay like that? And he tried to like hold my hair up in place. And I was like, 
what the fuck are you doing, my friend? First of all, that is so wrong. Don't come into my personal space and touch my goddamn hair. And then second of all, to test how much like how deep my ethnicity runs because if my hair would stay up, that means that I'm obviously got more like black in me or I'm more colored or whatever the fuck it is. So it was a really like uncomfortable moment for me. And I spent years of my life, years straightening my hair straightening my hair straightening my hair and I have curly hair so spent years and years and years of my life living up to this Caucasian aesthetic of beauty like this crazy beauty standard that we all abided to even if you were even if you are like super white white and you had curly hair I'm telling you now you were straightening your hair in the early 2000s you were fucking there with your hair iron and you were destroying the quality and consistency of your hair with the GHD without a fact without a fact without a doubt so I did this for years. I used to like straighten the living fuck out of my hair. I would avoid washing my hair because at the time, you know, there were years when I didn't actually own a GHD. So I used to have to borrow a GHD from a friend. So like, let's say I went to their house for like during school or on the weekend, then I'd straighten my hair to go out on the weekend. And then I would try like not wash my hair or keep my hair like tied up to make sure that the straightenedness lasted as long as possible so that I could have like the most Caucasian looking hair for as long as possible because I didn't own a hair straightener and I hated my curly hair, hated it at that time. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I just remember also it was so uncomfortable. Like my hair would feel like dirty and like itchy, but I would delay washing it because I wanted it to look as white as possible for as long as possible. And I didn't own my own hair straightener. I would also do things like I would avoid swimming or getting my hair wet. I couldn't live my life freely I used to withhold myself from these incredible life experiences because I was so scared of letting my curly hair show because I was so scared of like revealing some kind of side of myself that might show that I'm colored and I'm honestly ashamed to say that I really am ashamed to say that now I'm not condoning that as a thought process I think it's easy for me to talk about it now because it's not actually how I feel now, but I can see how I felt then. And it's pretty wild to think that I was that concerned about it. But I think my concern or the reason I felt like I had to hide was because I was treated in a way that was like different. Because if I was more white, it meant that I was just treated differently by, I don't know, I just was. It meant a lot to everyone around me who was my social circle. And even my family, you know, um, it meant a lot to everyone in my environment, in my close proximity. And for that reason, it, it meant a lot to me that I'd be as Caucasian, as white as possible. So, yeah, it's very interesting, you know. And my dad, this this is, you guys, apartheid wasn't that long ago. I'm going to bring, I'm bringing in the, the fucking, the A word. I know we, we love to hate the word as South Africans, but apartheid wasn't that long ago. And my dad, when he was in school, he had to do the pencil test. Can you believe? And back in the day, being of a certain race meant that you couldn't go to a certain school. It meant that you would, like, as a matter of fact, because of your race, be denied certain privileges, denied access to certain education, you know, denied the freedom to walk around your city, denied the freedom to live in the area of your choosing. Can you imagine that? So I know that my dad 
I think, I don't know if it was like all of his siblings, but my dad specifically maybe as a standout of, of some of his siblings um, looked particularly more potentially colored. So he had to do the pencil test in school, which I don't know. I just find that like pretty fucking diabolical. You know, if that doesn't already directly tie the link between race and your hair in your mind as a listener right now, then I don't know what will. But, and if it also doesn't directly indicate how important being Caucasian or being white was to an entire generation and still is to so many people to this day, you know, then I don't know what will because I'm going to kind of almost retract my, my statement of shame because I don't shame myself for how I felt back then. It makes perfect sense that that's how I felt. It actually just fucking makes perfect sense. It's logical. So ultimately, shedding my hair, taking off this identifier was also a massive fuck you to all of that racial prejudice that I sat with and that I embodied for so long. Do you know that it only took me, it took me until I was 28, 28, to embrace my curly hair. 29 even, 29. Yeah, 29. Imagine that. Imagine being 29 years old, living your entire life. You're basically a fucking adult, like a middle-aged adult. Before you have the level of self-acceptance to embrace what you were given, what your, your, your natural hair. And the thing that gave me that confidence or that, that level of self-acceptance was actually Boom Festival in Portugal because it's this hectic trance festival. There's no mirrors. It's like quite like it's hot, you're sweating, you're wet, you're dirty, you're in and you're out and you're partying and you're swimming and it's like quite full on. So you actually can't wear makeup and you can't really do your hair. And when I first went to Boom, I still had like Helio Care on. I had my tinted Helio Care, probably had some like mascara on. And I had my hair straightened. And in my mind, I thought I'm going to try keep my hair straightened for as long as possible, you know, as one does. And I had to let go of that within the first day. I remember I was like going for a swim with Sunny, um, one of our friends, and Erin, my boyfriend, in the lake there. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to wet my hair, but it was so hot. And they were both like, Danielle, you have to wet your hair. Like, and I was like, no, but I'm going to try to see how long I can keep it. They, they, and they both said to me, put your head under the water right now and get over yourself because you're going to have wet hair. Your hair is going to be in a fucking state. Get over it. And I'm so glad that they did that because I spent a week with my hair wet, curly. I couldn't even see what I looked like. I didn't even see what I looked like for like a week. And I remember only after the fact, looking at one or two pictures that Erin had taken of me with my hair curly and I'd be like, oh my God, don't take a picture of me. My hair looks crazy. And then I looked at those pictures after the fact and I was like, oh my God, I actually look pretty fucking amazing. My curly hair is actually beautiful. So yeah, it's, it's wild. But, you know, as I've already said, there's so much identity and so many layers and so much history that's attached to at least, I'm sure with most women, but with me specifically around my hair. And debatably, having shaved my hair all off, brings my race into more question than ever before. Than ever before! Yippee! And I think that's the point. That's the whole point for me as well. I'm like, and now what, motherfuckers who had a problem with it before? How does this make you feel? How does it make me feel now as well, you know? Because by shedding my hair, I'm almost no longer able to hide behind my 
Caucasian hair that I used to like straighten and be like, oh, look, but look, look, my hair's like quite wavy. So like, I'm actually quite white, you know, like I'm actually quite Caucasian. I'm quite the little Caucasian girl with my little wavy hair. I've shaved it all the fuck off. And <laughs> that means that I can't hide behind that to deflect from the question of my race. And you know, I'm bring it on, bring it, come, bring the question, bring it, bring it. I'm ready. And I'm free. I'm free of all that bullshit by just like stepping into the space. I feel so fucking empowered. Sheesh, guys, this is actually turning into quite a long one. So I think what I'm going to do now is I'm going to create the opportunity for myself to split this podcast into two. I'm just going to add a little bit, bit of a bonus content on my experience so far with having the shaved head. You can go to Patreon to catch a little bit more of this episode. The link is in my Instagram bio. It is only $5 a month to subscribe and I would really appreciate the support. It just enables me as a creator to put content out there for you, for myself, into the world, to uplift and spread light and love and have these honest, open conversations in a way that also supports me to live, to live my life. But to wrap it up, that is kind of, in summary, the long and the short of why I decided to shave my hair. And you know what? I look forward to fucking embracing everything that this life has to throw at me and to celebrating this newfound experience. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, please will you follow me on Spotify. If you did enjoy it as well, I'm going to reiterate, please will you follow me on Patreon or subscribe to be a member on Patreon. You can also leave a rating on Spotify. If you, I think you have to listen to a few episodes. If you have listened to a few, then you can go onto my Spotify profile. Underneath there, you'll see like a little star thingy. Click on the star. Give me a star rating. Leave me a comment after this podcast. You can actually even, if you fucking believe it, go into the description of this podcast. There's a link that you can click on to send me a voice recording. So that's even cool. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. <laughs> Maybe I should try to be more strategic with that. Maybe that's not for right now, but you can do that anyway. And I encourage it anyway. Send me a fucking voice note. I'd love to hear your voice. That's all for today. I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate the support. Bye.